When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to The Wheel Reads, a Wheel of Time podcast. Your hosts are Alan, Chris, and Ian. This podcast is safe for first-time readers with no spoilers. This week, we'll be covering chapters 7 and 8 of Lord of Chaos, A Matter of Thought, and The Storm Gathers. Enjoy! Welcome back, everyone. And Jake, I mean, Ian, I mean, Jake, Jake, I mean, Ian. <laughs> How's everyone doing out there in the wonderful YouTube world? I hope everybody's doing well tonight in chat. Um, yeah, so quick All before we get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not sure how many, how many of you are watching. I have three people. You're right there, Chris. Yeah. You lost your mic. <laughs> the, the prep things that Chris forgets to do until the last minute. Welcome to yeah. the Will Reads. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Yeah. So, yeah, we have no Ian tonight. Um, he had to emergency drive down to North Carolina uh, for Army stuff. So, um, he might be popping in. Um, he said he might. So, um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, and if he pops in, he pops in. If he doesn't, he does it. But um, might be driving, so we'll, we'll see. Uh, but we'll just run with it. We'll still have a good show. Jake's playing the part of Ian tonight, so I'll Jake's usually, yeah. Jake's usually behind the scenes. Uh, he's actually on every single video behind the scenes, uh, kind of producing our, our our viewing. I don't know whatever you call it. <laughs> playing the gifts, put the banners, things like that. So I can focus on reading notes and not have to worry about all that stuff. But now we have to do both. So, <laughs> um, so as far as announcements, uh, no new patrons, we do have a ton of giveaways going on right now though. So go check out all the socials. Um, I think we have one run on everything. Um, yeah. Uh, so there's like five giveaways going on somewhere. So you can win all sorts of things. There's books, there's t-shirts, there's, there's a, uh, I think there's even frosty mug somewhere out there. So it's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, discord, lots of places. So go look for them. It's like a scavenger hunt. Um, you can enter to win. Um, yeah. So that's it for the giveaways. As far as next week goes, we do have a guest coming on as well. So Ian will be back. Um, he has confirmed that and he is free, but, uh, we do have one guest and it's going to be Jen from Goldie thoughts. Woo! Um, yeah, it'll really be fun. Yeah, it will be fun. Um, yeah, Jen's been in the Wheel of Time community for quite some time. She's been on other podcasts uh, previously and then uh, started her own thing where she does a lot of Twitch streaming, does a lot of gaming, uh, but a big Wheel of Time fan. So it will be a good time to have Jen on with us. Uh, look forward to it. So, yeah. Um, so that's next week. Uh, and then after that, I uh, have a few other guests lined up, but they're not 100% confirmed. So we are still trading dates and trying to figure all that out. So I'll announce those when those come. So <laughs> that's 
that's all I got for right now. Um, also want to give a big shout out to our Bellas, David and Remy. Thank you guys so much for being Bellas. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have to play the Bella track. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to be, we haven't given a shout out in a while. And I realized I've been dropping the ball on that. Um, I meant to shout them out like every episode, but like tend to forget unless I write it down. And I am the most forgetful person in the world. So that's why I have spreadsheets to keep me, remind me of everything. And I just have been bad. So. Yeah, guys, we'll get you guys back on sometime soon. Uh, that's definitely uh, in the cards. Uh, I think we're going to do a Bella episode where we get David and Remy on at the same time. So I'm trying to coordinate that dates and figure cool. out when that would be. So it'd probably be a very long episode. <laughs> um, we're going to have to move that one to a Friday night so Chris can On a Friday late. night. Okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll look into that. So that's all I got right now for an announcement. So personal life, um, gearing up to go on vacation. Um, you know, I have this week left, and then uh, we have Independence Day on next Monday for us in America, which means I'm off work. And then that Friday, I start vacation for the whole next week um, at the beach. So um, uh, basically work three days next week and – vacation so we're getting ready for all that stuff and then we just finalized our other vacation today that i thought i wasn't going to be able to go to we ended up being able to switch dates so that's going to be at the end of this month so um or end of next month i'm already in july uh and uh so july 31st i think is when we start our next vacation i come back like the day before we do uh the dark friend social at my house so it's gonna be like get back immediately turn around prep and go and um not know what's going on as far as work goes for like the entire month of July and August. So. <laughs> that that's that's my personal life right now. Getting ready, preparing myself for the the crap show that I'm putting myself into. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had the rest of the year to recover. <laughs> exactly. That's that's the idea. Yeah, just just let it all go to fire and then yeah, pick the pieces. Well, Ian, how's your week? Uh my week's been pretty good, Chris. How about you? You go ahead. <laughs> oh we are really 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 actually wrapping up the wedding planning stuff like we have our food tasting tomorrow so we get to figure out what delicious bits and morsels we'll be providing Mm. it's gonna be good like i saw the menu but i want to taste the menu so now i get to taste it but you know there there will be plenty of food and lots of adult drinks because nice. we have a freaking open bar. You got it. Nice. Yeah. I don't think they know. I'm like, yeah, my family doesn't drink, but my friends. <laughs> we might not want to do the open bar thing. The place we're going is like, no, you got two options, open or none. We're like, well, um, well. Open it is. Open <laughs> did, you, did you just beer and wine or is it full open liquor all and everything? Full open. Everything. Oh, wow. Everything. Yeah. All out. All the things. Okay. Yeah, but we, I'll, I'll try to behave. There, no, you'll be in good company. There's at least seven or eight of us that'll just be like enjoying ourselves thoroughly, and then the rest will be in silent judgment, and we won't care. But <laughs> sounds about right. Yeah, we, it's the wedding season coming up. We got your wedding. I have another friend of mine from high school that's getting married. We're going to their wedding, and then I have a, one of my other good buddies. Uh, we got invited to the engagement party, bachelor party, and wedding. At least, why got invited to the bachelor party? Yeah. Wife do it, but wife and I are going to the engagement party and the wedding. So we got three weddings coming up this fall. So it's going to be like 
back to back to back. Yeah, when he won't catch up on his work. <laughs> no, and then and then my wife's family decided to take another beach week uh, in October. Um, so it's actually it butts up to your wedding, and so we'll be already be in North Carolina. So my wife's family is going to take the kids back, and then we're just going to drive down to Charlotte. <laughs> so, oh man, that's cool. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm really not going to get any work done over this, this year. All my work's done for the year. I'm just taking the rest of the year off. <laughs> yeah. So, no, uh, other than that, it's been pretty smooth. We were in Virginia this past weekend for Chanel's boudoir shoot. Ooh. Yeah. Like, we snuck, in, we snuck in. We stayed with a couple of friends up in Richmond. Wanted to see Ian, but the boudoir shoot took a whole lot longer because the photographer was like, I'm really into this. And two hours later, longer than what it was supposed to be, She's like, all right, we're done. So, mm-hmm. you know, she's a friend and she's giving us a heck of a friend deal. So, you know, she's getting to use all these on her website and so on and so forth. Be careful that during the wedding, though. That happened to us at our wedding, um, like uh, with our photographer. Like, Happy wanted to, because we got married in downtown Norfolk. Uh-huh. And Happy wanted to do like some city shots, like around the city. So, mm-hmm. like, during the middle of the reception, like, we snuck out after dinner when everybody else was partying and, and drinking. And, um, and went uh, to do some night shots. So the photographer got really into it. We came back and like everybody assumed that we already left because we were gone for so long. Oh, so like the party had completely died down. We're like, yeah, no, we're ready to party. And like, no one's here. <laughs> this <was a> bad <laughs> idea. <laughs> no, we are. That cocktail hour gives her the forty-five minutes she needs to finish the photos from the day. Yeah, and done. we're literally so the cocktail hour is in the courtyard of the field that we're getting married in. So it's like married, everybody turns around, walks to the courtyard slash open portion of the ballroom and has their heavy hors d'oeuvres and drinks. And then 50 minutes later, we all pile into the reception hall. Do some dancing. Yeah, y'all can for sure. (laughs) Okay. That's the the side of me that you know. No offense to anybody, but the white side definitely comes out. Right, okay. no we'll at make sure you get enough drinks in you. <laughs> zero <laughs> rhythm. That, yes, liquid courage always gets me out there. Oh yeah, we'll get you out there. Stuff. <laughs> we'll get you out there. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. sounds good. Excited to get to these chapters because there's better stuff beyond them. Oh, give us a Mistborn update. I want a Mistborn update. Where are you? Oh, my goodness. Okay, Mistborn. So I'll tell you, I have But definitely... no spoilers. Just just, just like kind of like feels. <laughs> okay. Mistborn. I'm on Chapter 24 of The Final Empire. So I am working my way. List, I'm listening to it, so I have seven hours left to listen to. And I don't know, dude. I talked about the last time. I'm really enjoying the way the magic works. And then finding out that the the components that are used in the me- in the magic mm-hmm. can be used different way for different peoples. Mm-hmm. Um, the random moments at the end of each chapter are quite interesting, and I'm trying to figure out where they're coming from. I think it's coming from a certain somebody's journal. Okay, but it's not really talked about. Okay, um, I have a feeling. Ooh. That, huh? Raffo. Uh, <laughs> I don't need that for two books. <laughs> I feel like our main female character, 
Vin. You can say Nate. Okay, Vin is more than meets the eye. I think she has a direct correlation to our main antagonist, actually. I don't think she really knows who her father is. So I can I'll say that part and then people can really get a feel. And I just think it's dope the way the world's kind of building around her. Mm-hmm. But then there's so much of the other people slowly being introduced right. and how as a kid, she didn't really think about these people and their lives outside of the objective that they have. And now and where I'm at in the book, she's starting to learn about these people. Right. So, so who's your, who's your favorite tertiary character? Like not your main characters and, and why is it breeze? <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I love Breeze, but you know what? Ham is actually calling me a lot. Ham, Ham's good. Ham, yeah. my boy Ham. Like, Ham is the bomb. Like, Breeze is the best because he's Breeze and he's just kind of bring me a drink. drink. <laughs> <laughs> just sits are back. You, are, you, are you forcing me to do this? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe not. Just bring me the damn drink. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, I definitely would love for people to pick up Mistborn and give it a shot if they haven't already. And at some point in time, we'll have to sit back on a Saturday night and kind of pick through it a little bit because there, oh, yeah. I mean, it's not a hard read, No, but I feel like there's probably a little bit more depth that we're going to get into really quickly. I mean, you're already seeing the the mobility into classes and the, the class clashes a little bit of marxism like there's some stuff in there that just makes you think stuff's gonna hit the fan really hard and when it does the whole world's gonna collapse because it's built on the belief in a man that's turned himself into a god which i want to know how that happened like <laughs> that i'm like <laughs> what did he do? how did he get there because he clearly like, he's a benevolent figure but you know we're at a point where we're actually getting more insight on him and he was super insecure. So I'm like, how do you go from that to this yeah. in this small span of time? Anyway. Yeah. We'll have to do a video. Maybe maybe we'll get together and like do like a little little live well, stream where we actually finish Chris, the book. We can get Chris in the uh the Mistborn section of the Discord. Oh yeah, we do have a Mistborn section on Discord. I didn't know that. You get to click on the Cosmere row Cosmere knot. Roll. I'll be honest. With you, I do not. I do not. I don't even know how to do that, guys. I, I I'll, I'll, I'll add the roll for you. <laughs> we'll get you. We'll get you taken care of. Um, so good deal. All right. Um, yeah. Anything else before we jump in? I mean, Jake. Anything mm. you want to add? Uh, no. Okay. Cool. Good. Thank you. Let, let's let's go jump right in then. There's um, this whole world in the mist on the Discord that I just don't see. Yeah. Yeah, there's a whole world on a uh, whole section on Cosmere. I've been too like, afraid to venture out. Mistborn, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Stormlight. Mm-hmm. Yep. So let's move right into chapter seven. Back to Wheel of Time. A matter of thought. In the Taragriel for the Dream Ring, the Twisted Dream Ring is our uh, chapter symbol. Because we're going back to Teleronriad. <laughs> Teleronriad. Going to sleep. We're taking naps. Naps are, naps are always fun. Yeah. So you know, I've seen that chapter icon so many times and <laughs> I still can't visualize a 3D version of it though. It just, yeah. it, well, I'm it, right there with you. It warps my brain. It's like an MC Escher painting, you know, yeah. it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, yeah. So 
Elaine and Elaine and Nynaeve are sitting in the room in Saladar and they're getting ready to go to Teleronriad and they're talking about it and uh, they don't actually have the original ring because they've given it to Swan <laughs> and Lyanna, but they have uh, some of Elaine's copies that she's made. And she's done, she's gotten pretty good at it, a lot better than she was at first. Um, they're still not perfect, but uh, definitely better than the ones they were using before. And, and some of the other Aes Sedai are using those other ones where they come in kind of foggy. Um, but the whole reason why they're going is to teach the Aes Sedai about the World of Dreams. And they're complaining about this because they, they pretty much, this is like a chore for them. And they don't really want to do this because it's, it's, it annoys them. Well, I mean, you have six <laughs> condescending people that you're trying to teach. Telling you that you don't do a good enough job of teaching when they don't understand what it is they're trying to learn. And not listening to you. And not listening to you. That's the life of every teacher, by the way. (laughs) They they are just living the dream or the nightmare, whichever you think it is. But I I do want to recognize Elaine for the skill that she's developed pretty much on her own. Mm -hmm. Like there's no conversation about anybody else being able to do this or completely understanding how she's doing it. We know that the other Aes Sedai are like pushing her to teach them how she's figuring this stuff out. But she is literally the only one sitting here making these copies. And then she's even gone as far as like inventing new or new to her to Mm -hmm. Angriel. So I would love to see where they come in to play a little bit more. And Mm -hmm. I, in my mind, as I was listening to this, I was like, so why aren't her copies working as well as the originals? And then they, kind of venture into the the idea of colors so in my mind i'm like what is she using to create these rings is there a mm. physical component and if there is a physical component is she not using the right ores or you know it could be right. iron versus copper versus gold versus so and and this might be a little bit of blending in from my my new book ventures but At the same time, I'm like, why would the rings be different colors other than either heating a specific metal or or to a certain degree or something like that or combining different ones because they have different elemental factors? And And that's – yeah. Go ahead. ahead. I said that's true historically like as far as using different colors and trying to use different dyes. I mean we take it for granted that we can make almost any color in the rainbow and beyond – uh, because we have technology now that that we can dye things whatever color we want. But you go back to like the uh, the, the medieval ages and things like that. Um, the reason why the color purple was so expensive is because they didn't have a way of making purple except by using uh, crushed uh, uh, like shellfish um, and, and getting the dye out of out of that. And if you lived in the middle of Germany where you had no access to oceans, it was very expensive to try to import that for that it was a luxury so all the royalty could afford to wear purple it was, it was definitely a color of royalty because no one could afford to import from italy or from the coast of the mediterranean shellfish to yeah. crush up to make into dye not even for food just for luxury um and that was why things like that were so expensive so when trying to and you think back to like this society that we're in we're in a very similar society um uh where there is trade and things like that and it probably is a little more interconnected than middle middle ages um but still you probably wouldn't have access to all the colors i mean you don't have a you don't have a a printer (laughs) in the society and things like that you know where you can just mix colors and have crowns (laughs) also chris uh may i present the unreliable narrator that's just what Elaine thinks. Sure. 
Yeah. And I mean, it was posed as a question, so I will go ahead and say that you're absolutely right about that. She's like, maybe it has to do with the colors. Maybe that's why I'm not getting it right. Again, in my mind, colors goes to maybe she's using the wrong things to make what she's trying to make. And we don't really get into elemental magic. And Well, that's not true. We don't get into magic that requires a source. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, beyond well, the like sources, hair and mark blades, yeah. yeah, like beyond the hair mark blade and that sort of thing. We don't really have yeah. like metals and such required. So right, all all the power comes from the same source, and it divides into different types of weaves, but it's not different sources. Yeah, they're drawn from the same place. There you go. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. So yeah, they start getting ready to take a sleep, and and Nadia, I think does does that first. Starts sawing logs while Lane's <laughs> in the middle of talking, and she's like, "Eh, she's sleeping. I guess I should go to sleep too." Uh, <laughs> well, they're gonna be late. They're supposed to be meeting the other. Yeah. So, and you don't want to make them late because you know it's fifty lashes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, yeah, they they wake up and they're um and waiting for the, the wise ones to show up. And, and she thinks it's funny that she's told them they can step into the dream wherever they want to step into it, but they always go to the rooms first and come out. Like they're supposed to leave their bodies. <laughs> like, you don't have to do that. We can just show up wherever. Like that's not how this works. <laughs> that just goes to show you that I said, I know way more than a novice. Yeah. Yep. I will say though, kind of defending the eyes that I, not many people know what their room looks like. Mm-hmm. So they're coming into the realm in a safe place. Right. If you were just to pop up somewhere that everybody and anybody and their mother can know, that people know that you visited often, and that's where you wake up, then you might be waking right up until, like, I don't know, a trolley's too or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I, though they may not be doing it on purpose, well, on purpose, on accident, on purpose? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Maybe they have a point. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they get there and all all the all the I said I show up. <laughs> all of them. Uh, and they're ready to learn. Uh, but the, the whole thing is they're trying to get to a lot of study to do some reconnaissance missions. Uh, and they do explain again. I mean, a lot of this is recap, but at the same time, it's it's reinforcing some of the elements and some of the the ways that Teleronrion works as far as how it mirrors the 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 real world world. And they talk about some of the metaphysics here as far as how some I said, I believe that there's a ton of different worlds and, and they're not really hundred percent sure how it all works, but they know that Teleron Rod is kind of unique because it mirrors our world and they can kind of get things from it. If that makes sense. <laughs> Actually it probably doesn't make sense, but that, that's the point. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really weird. And I have it. I'm like, where, where is the other voice? I'm trying real it's hard. Jake. It's okay. But I also know things, too. So, <laughs> so You're not allowed to talk. And I'm like, uh, yeah, there was, there's that conversation. But to me, it, it didn't really, you can't really pull any, well, you, I guess you can, but you can't really pull anything out of this world. Like you come back with the injuries and such from this world. But I guess that would be the question is, is what. I mean, you can pull Brigitte out. Yeah, so <laughs> there's that. But how was that done? I don't know that they ever really figured that out, which would have been one of the first questions I would have asked Mogadine when I captured her was, how did you do it? Yeah. 
and then the question goes like what happens if you pull somebody that's dreaming out yeah you know you'd be so do you think like i mean so i mean they talk about going into the dream in the flesh do you think it's possible to pull someone out somewhere else like brigitte like like pull things out or people out you, you mentioned peeling people out do you think that's possible like well that's what i'm people? saying like if you pulled somebody's soul out of the dream would they just die because they're separated from their body or would they become like ghostly creatures maybe that's how you create a, a um what are they called and i can't think of the word right now i can't think of it it won't come to me the the creatures that rule over the trolloc Mergel? Mergel, yeah. Maybe that's how you create a Mergel. Separate the soul from the body through Talanria. <laughs> I don't think they've talked about how Mergel created yet. Yeah, no. I was, I was trying to remember. I was trying to remember if they did or not. I don't think they have. So, okay. <laughs> we need to find out. Raffo! <laughs> so I know my way is wrong. But do, do, I, do I think things could be pulled out? Yes. I mean, things could be hidden there, too. Maybe that's where... Mm. Some of the the last of the seals are hidden, or maybe there's some powerful tool that they're going to need, and it's there. Who knows? Yeah. Gotcha. Well, they go to the White Tower, uh, and they're trying to gather information, and there's not a, lot, a whole lot they can gather there. Uh, but what interesting is a lot of does show up. <laughs> so thoughts. <laughs> go. <laughs> well, first I want to kind of take a step back and then go to the whole. Like I'm enjoying how the the interactions with Swan and Leanna are going. Okay. Even they're they're keeping up their facade very well. And we have a saying, it's like if you know, live your lie. And they are definitely doing the best job of that. And then for her to show up while they are all in her office, I wonder if she gets clued in at that point. Yeah. I mean, she's not an idiot. She's just not the sharpest tool in the shed. She, yeah, she's but she is sleeping, so she thinks it's a dream, right? I mean, yeah. I don't know. But how much do we know about what she knows when it comes to mm. this world? Does she know anything about it at all? I'm, I'm wondering, because she's got to realize that they keep staying a step or two ahead of her. And mm. that's probably a frustrating point. Right. So if I would heard that I would be thinking about all the different possibilities. And then if I see all these women in my dream, I would be a little suspicious. Right. But that's just me. Yeah. So kind of go through the reports that they get. I mean, they, they split up. Um, half goes to, to look at the keeper keepers uh, work table. The other half go to look at Amelin's desk, uh, to Alada's desk and see what they can find. They read through lots of reports. I mean, they they definitely find that Moraine has a arrest warrant, which they think is uh interesting. They don't know that yet. Uh, that Moraine's no longer there. Yeah. Um. That she she did. I mean, and, they might as well keep it because she's coming back. Oh okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> and, and the blight is really quiet. But um, there are Borderlanders scrapping, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, was, which they don't fighting. do. That was yeah, brought was up. They don't yeah. fight each other because they have too much going on fighting the Trollocs and all the, mm -hmm. the dark things. But clearly there's some huge chaos going on and they're being pulled to, to fight each other, which shouldn't happen. Unless some of them have turned to the dark side. That could happen too. Um, and then also they learn about the, the I guess, the, the, uh, 
what is it? The, not congregation, but the escorts are the the procession going to, to Kyrian to try to find Rand. Rand, yeah. Uh, and she finds that really interesting because they know that Rand's done this whole amnesty thing. Yet they're still going to try to talk to him, and they wonder how they're trying to handle that. I well, mean, we know as the reader that they really just want to trap Rand and, and get rid of him. Hmm. That that's their goal. But sure. At the end of the day, I would have a little bit of fear, too, that Rand may go with them or side with them just for the sake of bringing all the Aes Sedai back together. Okay. He needs as much power as he can get. He needs this group not broken up. Do you think he can control the Aes Sedai? Do you think the Aes Sedai will serve him? There's not a single man that can control a woman. We just think we can. (laughs) We we all know. Good answer. Um, There's a good paragraph a little bit before that where they're talking about correspondence with some of the uh the rulers of some of the lands mm-hmm. yeah and, step it step it step in AS. yeah matt and step uh king rodron mm-hmm. um well he said he's still trying to take every side and some of them and she's basically like you know press them do what you got to do get them on our side mm-hmm. yeah indeed so definitely trying to build connections everywhere yeah. Well, it seems like the whole world is split between them because they can't, they're not getting solid yeses from, from anybody. Most. Right. And I mean, why would you? Elida is not showing that she has much power. Well, not power, but control. Right. One thing to have a lot of power, it's another thing to have that power plus the control of the power. Mm-hmm. And we know Swan did a really good job of keeping things, you know, together. Sure. Yeah, I think Elida kind of more relies on the the title she holds for her power than actually doing anything. Right. Agreed. And, and back to the whole lot of showing up, we kind of skimmed over that. She did say that she foretold them all bowing down to her. Now, do you think that's actually a real foretelling? Cause she does have that power. That is something that a lot of does have. Is well, yeah. I mean, that was a comment that was made. But I is that, I don't think it, it was. Yeah. Elaine's like, I think she might just dreamed that or not. Even now, that. mind you, as we go further along this chapter, there is an emissary that comes. Oh yeah. And, at the end. Yeah. So, but I don't see these women bowing. Not all of them. There may be some in that room that definitely will bow. Mm-hmm. But there are at least four in that room that are not bowing to anybody. And we know who they are. <laughs> so, I mean, let's just be real. We're not going to have Elaine or Nynaeve, Nynaeve bowing down. And so, we're definitely not going to have Swan or um, Leanne. Leanne. Have we had the chapter with, with her foretelling yet? Oh, she had that chapter in Eye of the World where yeah, like, with she her saw Rand. First no, no, no. The one that she's referring to right here. Because uh, I, I don't think she's actually having a foretelling right now. I think she's referring to a foretelling that she had. Yeah. I don't know if we have or not. Mm-mm, I don't I don't <laughs> remember one. If if it yeah. was, it was very brief and it did not it was, stick with me. It says, as I have foretold, capital F, uh, she intoned, the White Tower will be reunited under me. Under me! It's in Gusto. Uh huh. Maybe for like a minute, and then Nynaeve's gonna kill her and take over. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, so she has foretold something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, under her is relative, you know, under her for a minute, for a moment, for a second, mm-hmm. for the time it takes for Nynaeve to plunge a blade in through her heart. <laughs> you know. Do you think that's how she's gonna die by Nynaeve's hand? Yeah. Or do you think she's gonna die? Don't do that. She's definitely going to die. She has to. <laughs> she's not one to she give up die. power. Either that or we get an eye dom around her neck. And then 
we had the foretelling at our our beck and call. Hmm. Okay. So with, with how she is, do you think she's actually like evil or like like capital E evil or bit little? I mean, evil? she's like, not black she's evil. Not, or? She's not Black Tower evil. Like she's not a black that, Asha. Black, black Asha. Asha. Yeah. Sorry, Black Tower. She's not Black Aja evil. No, I think she's just a drunk little maniacal. Power. Yes, maniacal and drunk on mm-hmm. power. She's enjoying her position, and she probably had some scary foretelling, and she wanted to gain control of things before it got out of hand. I mean, if you have that type of power to see things and you think you can have an impact on it, then you the next logical move would be to take control to stop whatever you see from happening or at least lessen the blow. So right. she's a uh, like a by any means necessary kind of person. Yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. what I'm going to go with. Means justify the means. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, oh, speaking of getting out of hand, thanks for the transition. Um <laughs> <laughs> they hear scream down the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> This is, of course, after Nynaeve and uh, I can never think of her name, but I want to start the L split up to go do their own thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they leave to go do their own thing. And and then we hear the scream. We hear the scream. Mm-hmm. And we go down the hall and there's people in a cook pot. There are trollocs all over. There are <laughs> massive trollocs like but they're, they're in a bubble and Elaine's standing outside the bubble and they can see inside the bubble. And see all the stuff, but where they are, it's still all the White Tower. But then there's a visible barrier. And... Now, see, in my mind, they were in the White Tower in a bubble. So that, you know, it doesn't well, matter. Exactly the bubble they were looking at, it said like it was a, a large cavern with, with cook pots. And I mean, it was completely different than, than where they were. It was not the yeah. corridor. Um, so, but they could see through it and everything. Like, so you can imagine like this, like, like shimmering screen and it's that maybe do you think this is a a real nightmare that 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 someone else conjured up or is this something maybe a forsaken through them or is this a michael buble um you know say so skipping all the way to the end demon dread was there and so as much as i at the same time i should say i think any one of these ladies would be likely to be having a nightmare about trollic but I could see him putting that there just to mess with them, just to see what he could do. Because clearly he knew they were coming. So I believe he's probably been watching them for a while. Okay. So so from at the end, whenever it showed him for a moment, he was there with watching Elaine in the Andoran Palace. Thank you. Yeah. Kaelin. So do you think he was there at the White Tower following them? No, I think he was there for another reason. This is why I say there's probably a way to put and pull things out. And that's why I think there may be a seal. Because I think he's trying to find the rest of the seals and destroy them and set his lord free. Gotcha. Okay. I mean, how else do you become nameless but then to enable your master to do what he needs to do? You know, Mm nameless, enabler. Yeah. Sure. It's still the same. It's not. So... Um. Yeah. So they run down the hallway, like I said, and then they see this crazy scene going on. And Elaine immediately tries to instruct Shiriam, who's run with them, to you know just don't think about something else. Try to picture it as it was, and she immediately gets sucked into the bubble. Uh, 
and starts getting tortured as well. And she can see all them torturing. And she's still standing outside with um, who's she outside with? Um, Swan. Swan, yeah, Swan. And and she's like talking about like how are they going to do this? Can we will the bubble away from the outside? Do we have to actually go in? And um, you got to pop the bubble. And then you know you said something. You 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 know we call it a bubble. Maybe it is the influence of the dark one here, but Mm -hmm. I just it's too specific. Yeah. But like like you said, Jake earlier, like was he really there for them or for something else? Or was he even in the? in the white tower at all or was he just at the palace in Cambridge? yeah and that's what i'm i'm going back kind of re you know backtracking a little bit he wasn't really at the white tower at the tower he was just at the palace so I mean, maybe I'll... this maybe this is the dark one kind of bleeding in because it was still uncharacteristically hot in there as well well so elaine did is... say that it was a nightmare and they are in the world of dreams mm-hmm. but who's it... a nightmare yeah but it could be other people's nightmares as well they yeah, explain that like if someone else thinks of it and then wakes up, the nightmares can still survive in the Teleronion past that other person and wander around aimlessly. I don't, there's no coincidence in this book. <laughs> no you go ahead and take that that right there. That thought will not come up for me. There's yeah. no coincidence in these books. So we can move past yeah. that idea. <laughs> so, yeah. So they're all being tortured. Um, uh, Car- Carolina is being hung upside down by chains. And being slowly lowered down uh, head first into a (laughs) leveling pot of oil. Um, Probably some cooking oil or something like that. You know, it's a chocolate cooking pot. You know, it wants to do some deep fried Aes Sedai. Mm -hmm. Um, Another one's throwing like roots into another one, you know, trying to get some spices going. Yeah, they're they're getting ready to feast. And uh, and Aes Sedai's on the menu. So, yeah. they think fast because I mean, obviously, they don't have much time. Because uh, not they, you know, Elaine, Elaine, right. Elaine thought on her feet. Like she I, did. you know, she is very humble, and the word courage would not come to her mind in describing herself. But this was a courageous act, and it kind of shows that she's going to make a good ruler at some point. See, you said the same thing that Nynaeve says later on, except yours was not condescending at all. Yeah, I, I have all the things. without a condescending tone. There is part of me that thinks that she's going to be ruling doubly by being in charge of the Aes Sedai. And I'm not going to say take her mother's throne because her mother's not gone yet. Hmm. So I could see her taking control of the Aes Sedai <laughs> and then partnering with her mother to become like a reckoning. Okay. Like, I like no it. other. Yeah. Do you think I mean, that her mother will abdicate the throne to her while she's still alive? Or do you think no, that? No, uh-uh. Nope. Okay. That's not in her nature. Okay. She's going to rule until she dies. I just want to throw in that word abdicate because it's just a fun yeah. word. <laughs> it's not going to happen. She's like, you have your throne. Enjoy the tower. When I die, you can have both. Until exactly. then, me and the men that I choose will run this spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, uh, also some of the other tortures going on. I mean, Anaya uh, is being uh, dragged by her wrist and and being flogged with metal tipped whips, so like a cat of nine tails, um, which uh, is pretty gruesome. I think Shereen's been put into like a giant bell or something like that. Looks like some kind of metal structure. Like they all have these different different things going on. Uh, Marvin's being stretched on a wheel. I mean, so that's classic. Again, very kinky. 
Yeah, there's, there's a, some, there's a some German show on. that I watched one time that I wasn't supposed to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I may have rated X. <laughs> it, like it even said, uh, just uh, the nightmare and truth, like the true source no longer existed for her, not not there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. It's really funny how that it's almost like being in a setting. It kind of strips you of your senses of yourself, Listen, and it did it like that. Like definitely an eyes and eyes nightmare. Yeah, they, they mm-hmm. were there and they were gone. As soon right. as they accepted it was real, it was they were in it. Yeah. Right. And, yeah, and Elaine fears the only way to get them out is to go in and try to convince them all that this is not real. And if they all think that at the same time, maybe they can finally defeat this nightmare. Um, you know, um, and that's, I mean, I've seen Nightmare on Elm Street. I know that doesn't really work that well because um, yeah. Freddy still comes after you, you know. <laughs> drags you back in i've seen it um it's it's not the way it works but uh apparently here that's that's their strategy so uh elaine goes in immediately she's tied down and um and and trying as hard as it can to will the corridor back but she can't do it alone so you know starts yelling out um for them all to to think of the corridor think of the corridor um you know as as a, a trollic sees her, comes up to her, it pulls her up by her hair and starts trying to cut her throat, slit her throat. Yeah. Pretty intense scene. I mean, he first starts by slicing her clothes off. We can't forget that. And yeah. then, like, holds that's, her down. and then That's gnarly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's doing a really good job. I mean, first you take the skin off, then you cut the throat up, and you hang it upside down, and you bleed it out. That's the best way to preserve the meat. Oh, yeah. It didn't coagulate the blood didn't yeah. coagulate on the inside, so... He's doing a good job prepping his food. Yeah. So actually, that's another fun fun story. So you know when you cook like a rare steak and um, and, and people say it's bloody because it has that red stuff that comes up. It's yeah. Not, people, it's not blood. It's not blood. No. Because whenever people treat their animal, you, you, they're they're blood dry. There's no blood left in them. It's actually a protein in the muscle groups. It actually really has a lot of um, like it's amino it's acids. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's actually really, really healthy for you. And if you cook a steak too long, you actually cook out that. And it's actually really, really good for you. It's not blood. It's actually a protein that's really good for you. Good to know. So, what is it the same way a hamburger too? Yeah. Uh, but but hamburger ground beef is not as sanitary as, as steak. Yeah. Um, just because of the processing of it. Because um, you have lots of surface exposed to open air when you ground beef versus yeah. having a steak that's cut and none that's ever exposed to air. Gotcha. That piece of meat. So... It just it's, welcome to the wheel cooks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, J- J- Jake here is a cook, so Jake can actually attest to a lot of this. But I, I learned that a while ago, and people are like, "Oh, the steak's bloody." I was like, "No, it's not. It's not blood." I learned that now. I, now I share that fact all the time. I'm like, that's not yeah. blood. It's not actually blood. Not gonna change anybody's mind though. Yeah, people still think it's a bloody steak. That yeah. Um, when red stuff starts dripping on my plate, I'm like, eh. <laughs> it's good so- for you. Just get your piece of toast and I'm, I'm, I'm. It's just sauce. Like, it's sauce. If, if you have fried <laughs> eggs with it, then yeah, I'm good. I just cracked the yolk in there, which is probably worse mm-hmm. for you, the yolk, <laughs> than the hemoglobin. Who knows? Uh, that depends. I like it all. This, the shell carries more than actual yolk. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. I like to just look it off. I mean, anyway. I, I don't mind raw egg. I mean, I eat cookie dough, so I'm yep. a fat kid when it comes all to that. Time. And I'm like, it says raw egg, do not eat. And, you know. I have yet it to reminds me you have to. Like, I mean, most batches of cookie dough is going to have, like, two eggs in it. And if you eat, I mean, unless you eat the whole thing, even if you do, you're only having two eggs. Right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And 
It reminds me of the Lord of the Rings meme where like someone's like, you can't eat raw cooking. Throw in the oven and bacon. No. My precious. Fat hobbits. He ruins it. <laughs> Throw it into the fire. No. So right before Elaine gets her net, her, her throat slit. Uh, she, they snap out of it. They snap out of it. Yeah. And she gets right a little in the tiny good time. little neck. Just a little shaving cut. Yeah. Little, little, little nick. Little nick to the throat. Um, but enough of a nick to make her voice voice hoarse. So I guess it was a good cut. Yeah, they cut into there a little bit. They, they they cut, cut, uh, a little bit more than a razor cut. I slipped a razor and shaving. No, that's uh, but, yeah. But, oh no, no! Some of them uh, barbers go pretty deep. Yeah, I'm having me worried. <laughs> have you ever had a good straight edge shave? I have. Oh, like I great. just had one not too long ago. Mm. I, the guy I went to last did not use anything though, no cream or anything. So it was mm. like dry. He did a good yeah. job, but I was a little worried. I was quite worried oh, actually. Man. Yeah, I, I, the, my barber always, yeah, he hooks it up. And, yeah, yeah, no wax, no nothing, just. <laughs> Pulled, pulled yeah. it out and just went to work. And he just yeah. pulled it on my skin. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Please don't make a mistake. Don't, don't mess up. Don't mess up. <laughs> yeah. My, my most interesting one, I was in Indonesia where no one spoke English. I got a haircut there. They did a shave. So oh. in a third world country, getting getting a shirt edge shave. I'm like. I pulled they, out this rusty blade. And a, I think yeah, it's like leather. cut me and steal my kidney. I don't know. It's, uh, <laughs> you, know you never know. At the, <laughs> like, wait, my. My beard's not down my shirt. Why, yeah, uh, why am I? Why am I chained and, into the chair? And it'd be one thing if I was like in Bali, like a tour center. No, this was like in like off the beaten path, sailing through Indonesia, and not a tourist area at all. Yeah, <laughs> like, they had the trolley pot going. Oh yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, but yeah, so um, let's see where were we? So yeah, they think of it just in the, in the nick of time. Literally half a second later, nick of time. Yeah, half a second later, and Elaine would have been dead because you die and you die until Ron and Rod the same way as you do in the real world. And they all snap out of the dream or uh, the nightmare, not the dream itself. But they decide after that it's time to go back. Um, and Elaine protests, saying she wants to stay. Swan says she's going to stay, and they're like, "Okay, Swan can stay. Elaine, you're coming with us." Yeah. Um, but Elaine doesn't I listen. I don't get Swan is not the one. No. But she still has control somehow. So, yeah. And what was she going to look for? And what did she uh, find? And so it did mention. Yeah, I mean, she was yelling a lot to get the rest of the ice and ice to focus. Yeah, focus on the corridor. <laughs> that's why her throat was raw. She, I don't think. I don't think the cut was that bad. I think that's from her screaming. Yeah, I yeah. think okay. we're all entitled to our own thoughts. Sure, we are. <laughs> so, what was your question about Swan about her thinking? No, I just want to know what she found, which which she's coming up with, like. Hmm. I wonder I think, if she's found a way to reach out to well, her. I mean, think, think about it. She's been stilled, and she still has power in this world. So I think that's – psychologically, I think that's part of why Swan wants to – so – and this is just me thinking. This is nothing based on text. It's just – this is what – thinking that Swan wants to, you know, grasp well, onto this because it feels – I so wonder if she's also found a way to connect to people in her network. If she's learned how to step hmm. into other people's dreams. Okay. Interesting. Like, we don't really talk about that, but we do know that she's got a great connection with her network and she's able to get information quickly. And this would be one of the easiest ways is to know the people she's looking for, go to their homes, enter into their dreams, communicate with them and step back out. 
well, yeah. she doesn't. She doesn't have to go to their home to go into their dreams. No, and she doesn't. She can go straight into their dreams. But mm-hmm. if she's like the others who are still taking things step by step by step, do you think? You think she, Swan's still, you know, baby stepping it? I don't know. Probably. She's still got that edgy air to her. <laughs> and and yeah, when they get out, all the Aes Sedai are beat up to hell. Like they, yeah. they're rough. And, and Carlina's like hair is all like melted down <laughs> um but she's actually the best one because the rest yeah, of them are all like, just her hair just her hair yeah everybody else is like that's a horrible smell to have to smell burnt hair singed hair oh <laughs> gross yeah. it's, it's bad um but yeah um yeah the rest of them are all yeah full of full of uh open gashes and things like that and, full of reminders as to why they should listen better it's a hard lesson to learn. <laughs> it is. Um, but they, they go and leave, and Elaine, of course, disobeys and stays behind for a little bit because she wants to go check out Camelot. Yeah. So I want to make a note saying she tries to go to Camelot, and she succeeds going there, but she finds it difficult to go there. Why do you think that is? Because things have changed. You think that's okay? They're not what they're supposed to be. And the other thought is, is maybe she was being blocked, but she was stronger than the person blocking Okay. Who's blocking? Demon Dread. Okay. Obviously. Yeah, like that that, that would be the answer right there. Like he just didn't want anybody. Do you think, do you think also it might have been Rand? I mean, because Rand has been rewarding his dreams to keep us dies out. He's in Camelon. They, well, they, they either mentioned that earlier or they'll mention that in the next chapter. They do mention that he rewards his dreams so much that you can't get into them. Mm-hmm. And that could be a potential reason why. But but he's not. There, she wasn't trying to go to it to yeah. his dream. But no, I mean, if he's in the throne, sleeping, yeah. maybe maybe he fell asleep while he was listening to. People. I mean, last time we left Rand, he was down near Tyr, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he's still he, he can travel. He can use gateways, so they can be wherever. He, he I poop. I'm going here today. He can be wherever he wants. <laughs> I think this is Demon Dread trying to cover his tracks and make sure nobody bothers him while he is looking for whatever he's looking for. Okay. Yeah. What do you think about her reaction when she sees the lion throne and sees the, the big dragon throne? Uh, I think it's reasonable. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. But it wasn't even a fool. Who the, do you think uh, you are? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, my people don't do that. Like, you should have sat on the throne. That would have made at least more sense to them. But to put the throne on a pedestal and put your own in its place is like... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I always have... He didn't do it himself, but... I always had a problem with her jumping to that conclusion about Rand immediately. Well, did she? I don't know that she really jumped to that conclusion. She just was questioning what he was doing and whether or not he was handling her people properly. Mm-hmm. So it was more concerned with his inability or, or assumed inability to handle her people and not any problem with the fact that he may or may not have taken over. I mean, we know his thoughts, which is, you know, if the queen shows up, she can have her damn throne. I'm just, you know, going to rule over her. But we uh, we all know that she's not going to listen to that. So, you know, we'll just let her be Switzerland. Yeah, definitely. So any final thoughts before she steps out of Teleron Riyadh? Let the Lord of Chaos rule. I was going to get to Demon Dread next, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> hey... He's there. He's there. And I mean, Fergus just looks and says, you know, hey, I don't understand it, but, you know, that's what that's what he had told him. It's let the Lord of Chaos rule. 
Well, he is under the assumption that she is very upset with Rand. Mm-hmm. So he's making assumptions and they are false. So I'm wondering if he tries to reach out to her in some way, tries to manipulate her, and then finds out the hard way that he made a mistake. Okay. That would be an interesting twist. Okay. Or it would be even twistier if he, he didn't make a mistake and she does partner up with him. That would be make for a little bit more of an interesting book. Do you think Elaine's going to partner with Demon Tread? No, she's not. But okay. it would be. <laughs> but I feel like he's going to ask. He's going he's gonna to think that she's got some type of vendetta and, and try to make an appeal to her. I think that could be the case. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Any final thoughts from this chapter? That's how we end. I have, a, I have a, a little, a little thing. Okay. Um, he mentally makes the comment about uh, her looking faint because she's using the uh, the copy of the dream Tarangriol. But uh, he says a minor Tarangriol, and so he said a practice, didn't he? He said he using a minor Tarangriol by the faint uh, look, uh, one made for training beginning students. Yeah. So do you think maybe uh I just caught this actually. Um like that one maybe like the original Dream Tarangriol was the minor one and so her making a copy of the minor one. Oh. Cuz for the for the rings you don't have to channel into them they they just have to be touching your skin. Right. I guess it depends on what kind of train of thought you go. There's part of me that's like maybe he realizes that to make the stronger ones like the original you have to have more expensive metals and you have to use more weaving and more power poured into it so then the one that she has is a lesser version used to train people to use the bigger version well Mm -hmm. i could be wrong but didn't she say that the the disc that she made a copy of that they have to channel into when they're going to sleep uh that the one the i said that we're using that one appeared Uh like like they were solid yeah Mm -hmm. i love finding out new shit I mean, yeah. no, I think they're misty, but they still felt solid because they yeah, bumped they into felt her. Solid, but they still look misty. Oh, okay, yeah, because they bump so, into her, and it's it's yeah. really weird that what I really caught on to is the fact that they use so many different Tangriol for the same purpose. Hmm. But we know one requires channeling; the other does not, and yeah. anybody can use the one that does not. So they were ma- they were made for different reasons. For a person that can channel, they can enter with one thing. For the person that cannot, they have to use another. Mm-hmm. And why would they do that unless they were using things that were harder to get for one and easier to get for the other? Or uh, th- that's kind of my thought. I don't know what the thing would be, but mm. but you think you know? I do. Yeah. <laughs> cool. That's all I got. Okay. Cool. Well, you guys want to move right on? Sure. Yeah. Do you feel good, Chris? Uh, oh. oh. Uh, it looks a little crazy, but yeah, it's just the the, the wristband and the collar. Um, I guess that makes I sense. Yeah, and I think we have had this symbol before. Uh, I believe so. Maybe. Uh, I can I can tell you real fast. Uh, the first time it appears is actually in the Great Hunt. There you go, people. That tracks, actually. Yep. Uh, chapter 40 of The Great Hunt. This is the chapter symbol. And then also, and then it doesn't appear again until now. So we've so had it, we only had it once. That's maybe that's why. Yeah, yeah that's, that's probably why. But yeah, it's, it's an item. Um, so yeah. So the chapter begins as Nynaeve awakes. Um, 
because we're in the storm gathers so let's okay. let's look at that well, title I'll, real unpack quick. that okay i in my mind i'm like this is a metaphorical storm okay and some stuff's about to go down like it's, i was super excited for this chapter it's about to go down nothing yeah. happened nothing but happened. but how many times did nani talk about a storm or think about a storm a, a, I know, a whole lot in this chapter and i was kind of hoping they would get some rain and cool them off a little bit but still or and she's talking about hail well as hot as it is hail would melt hopefully you know give them some water and some reprieve mm -hmm. <laughs> then again we are in the world that we are in and the dark one is seeping out so it could be fire and brimstone that's gonna hail down on people yeah hail's no joke either man no it's not i have watched it beat cars up actually it's so funny somebody tried to sell me a yaris once first and foremost do you know how large i am a yaris, like, you can't really. fit in the yaris. it and hailed it yeah it hailed here a few weeks ago and i was driving on the road and i like i slowed down to a crawl and this big old pickup truck like just floored it into the hail and like literally saw him like pull over like a block later and I drove past his windshield's completely smashed. Oh, <laughs> I was like, sucks. why are you gonna drive like 45 miles an hour through hail? Like you are an idiot. <laughs> yeah. But some people never take physics and have no common sense. Yeah. Like, so oh, it's hailing. Let's just floor it. <laughs> you know, I, I just that Yaris was so like it looked like a golf ball on the top. <laughs> like you could tell it clearly had been through the worst of hailstorms. And I looked at the guy and I'm like, and you guys have this at this price? And he kind of like laughed. I'm like, yeah. And I never bought a car from there. So <laughs> anyway, Nani wakes up the next morning at first light feeling grumpy. She had a sense of bad weather coming. Yet at a glance out the window revealed not a single cloud marring the still gray sky. So Way back when we learned that she has the inept ability to predict the weather because she can sense it. She could quote unquote talk to the wind like all the other wisdoms. It was more or less a feel or a, of the draw from the power, but I'm wondering like why is she feeling it so intensely now? Is there something more powerful coming her way? Mm. That that's kind of where my mind went with that is maybe now this is like an indicator, like the doorbell being rung, like, hey, watch out. I don't know. Part of me is hoping this is her senses heightening as she, you know, trains more and more and that her block is like really soon going to be overcome because we still have that annoying thing. Yeah. And we talk a lot about that this chapter. We do for no reason. <laughs> This is why we need Ian. He's like, no, 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 there's not. There's probably a reason. Like, have you thought about? Da, 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 da? I'm like, no, no, Ian. But, but we'll go with that. I will feed into this. Fair enough. So, you so, actually think that it's a metaphorical storm? Just like, just like, uh, in her, like the way that she's able to put it together is like just the shape of the world for them at this point. I do. I Where she's heading or seem to be heading? Yeah, I think it's. Now that she's kind of tuned into the fact that she has these powers and she's trying to understand them better, they're revealing more to her. Okay. She's just too stubborn to, to get past her country yeah. bumping ways. Correct. Because if she could gain access to her power kind of indefinitely and really accept it and not allow herself to be blocked, I feel like 
she's going to have some greater power that we just haven't seen yet. Ooh, so you think like her being blocked is more kind of, or once she figures that out, if she figures that out, like the storm will actually, she'll figure out what that actually means? Yes, that's my thought. Okay. Okay, okay. Interesting. Okay. I feel like it's pressure. Like maybe she can kind of sense when the Dark One's going to escape. Maybe hit, I don't know. That's something in regards to like, because I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. I just have a gut feeling. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Well, let's get right into this actual chapter. I mean, we'll get to that part, those parts of the storm uh, in, a, in a bit. But it starts out with, um, you know, Elaine getting ready for the day. Um, and Elaine wants to tell her about what happened to her um, after Nadeev and Leanne left. Um and Nynaeve's just kind of grumbling the entire time about how I said, I think they know everything. Um, <laughs> She's like, I told them about the nightmares. I warned them, and last night was not the first time. Mm-hmm. So they're lucky to not have died. Yeah. And then she's like, that was good thinking on your part, Elaine. And she then also has the thought, like, I wish Elaine would just own up to the fact that she's a brave person because she's much braver than I am. Clearly, mm-hmm. that's the case. Yeah. All the self-doubt and self-pity. I just want to smack her sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very it's a very human thing though. Mm-hmm. People 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 are that way. <laughs> I have it all the time, trust me. I get it. I, I completely yeah. understand her. And sometimes it's, the thing that stops the block is a good smack in the face and a reminder yeah. that it, it's mm-hmm. it's funny in writing too. I mean, this is something that people often point out, is that like you end up hating characters because you want your characters to always be heroes in your mind, and then when they're more human, people get like upset about it. Like, why are they doing that? Like, well, that's what people do. Like <laughs> and it frustrates people. Like I people brought that up um and not getting too much into it, but like you guys mentioned it with Gawain and like the whole entire fall of the white tower and everything like that. People hate Gawain. If you look at it, like it's actually a very human response, like it's a very common thing that you know put into a decision his reasons behind it and things like that it's not a liked response but it's <laughs> yeah it's a response nonetheless i'm gonna it's join the winning crowd it yeah. does happen uh, <laughs> a lot of times that history uh, a lot of times um so yeah um I but mean, it's a, think about kids playing a game mm-hmm. the minute one team's winning it's like oh no, no i'm on their side oh yeah Oh yeah, my my son's horrible about it. I mean, he's four years old, and he doesn't understand the concept of losing that much at all. And I mean, in fact, I tried to. Uh, he's a little young for it, but still, every once in a while, I'm like, "Nope, you didn't win that one." Um, you know, I don't let him win because I think that teaches bad lessons too. Um, so, so um, none of that youth never won when they were younger. Yeah, um, I mean, it's it's something like you know, not to like beat someone down and occasionally let one go, but not all the time. And and he's. He struggles with that because he wants to always be the winner and you know that kind of stuff and always the good guy, you know. That's um, Alan's just red shelling his kid on Mario Kart day in and day out. Uh, blue <laughs> shell, man. I, I I said the blue shell. I'm just you only get the blue shell if you're in last yeah. place. Yeah, I saw I saw a meme once like how to raise your kid. It's like you know you give him a high five every single day of his life, like high five, high five, and then you know start introducing down low and you keep on doing that for years and then you wait till like they're around five years old. And then you introduce too slow, like out of the blue, just to crush everything. Too slow. Uh, <laughs> all your hopes and dreams just shatter away. <laughs> My nephews learned that very early on. 
Uh, I'm having, I know, sidebar. I'm having my uh, my oldest nephew come and visit for a few days. He'll be here uh, Friday, and he's 17. And so I love the fact that I can have the come to Jesus moments with him. And he's like, okay, cool. Yeah. That's life. Because like he he didn't do what he's supposed to do in school. He's coming into his senior year with a 2.7. And he wants to go D1 and play football. Yeah. I'm like, bruh, let's just be real. You're not that great of an athlete. You're a phenomenal <laughs> kid. You're a good football player. But you're not D1 material. And then with a 2.7, you'll be lucky to go to college at all. Let's yeah. uh let's, let's be realistic here. And he's like, bet. You always challenge me off of Chris. I got this. I'm like, no, no, no. This is the moment I'm being serious. He's like, I know. But now I'm just going to try to do it just to spite you. I'm like, yes. That's what I want. That was my goal. Like, I want you to just be like, you tell me I can't do it. I'm going to try anyway. And if I fall a little short, at least I did the best I could. Like, yeah, that's all I can ask for. My, my, my middle, my other brother, my two younger brothers, the one that's been on the podcast, the other one um, that doesn't listen to, to us and doesn't read fantasy at all. He played football in high school and went to a private school and was kind of like a, a really good lineman. I mean, he's a big kid, not like your size, Chris, big. He's like, he's private school big. So he was like, you know, a good lineman and, you know, his little league that he played in locally with all the private schools and some of that and, um, and did well, you know, cause he was big enough to play on the line. And then um, they had an invitational game uh, where they played against the Charlottesville private school um, and the lineman he went against. So he was, you know, offensive or he, I guess he was defensive line and they were, uh, it was offensive line. Uh, but the, the lineman that he lined up against was Chris Long, Howie Long's son. <laughs> and uh, if you don't know the NFL, Howie Long is a very, very famous NFL player, Hall of Famer, I think, actually. Well, Chris Long is really good in his own right. In his own right. I mean, he's an NFL as well. He went, he went, he went eventually, but this was high school. So it's before he went to the NFL. And Chris Long was amazing. Yeah. So my brother had to go and um, line up against Chris Long. And um, it was. Very humbling, a very humbling yeah. experience. <laughs> oh, I'm really good. I'm really good. Yeah, 270. Like, and went to the University of Virginia. He went to UCF, yeah, and then and then went and played NFL for a while. It was good in the NFL. <laughs> uh, um, never mind. Anyway, so, but yeah, my brother, my brother's humbled very fast. But yeah, so same type of concept where. You get humbled really fast uh, when when you you're talking about your nephew thinks he's like the best thing in the entire world. You get put against actual the real deals, and you're like, yeah, I'm not really that. that I good. moved him from Williamsburg to Newport News for that matter because yeah. in Williamsburg he was that guy. Yeah, and then his, and, and Jake just to put this into perspective, he went from like being the largest motherfucker on the field <laughs> to being average. <laughs> driving 20 minutes and going to a new school like it became quite ridiculous he's like yeah i I thought it was better than that (laughs) all right (laughs) well and then also you know you know completely different tangent uh you get better by going up against people that are better you get by going up against people that are just as good as agreed you gotta go up against somebody better than you to enhance yourself which yeah, I mean, yeah, I think is where Nynaeve is kind of finding herself is <laughs> she is now going against people that are 
better than she is. And the people that she used to consider less than are now becoming better than. I mean, look yeah. at Elaine oh. and Egwene. Like, they have Oh, sure. But they have. But, I mean, the, I think Nani's frustration is she is better and more powerful than most of the Aes Sedai that are talking down to her, and she's just fed up with it. Um, yeah, I think she's more. I mean, she... To she, have the she power beat Mogedi a forsaken control. by herself. Well, <laughs> she was she was HBIC in the two rivers, like the yeah. women's circle. Like she was above the women's circle. They answered to her, um, and then going to be was it an accepted? I mean, she even get the lower rank, going to like, and it she never lost that mindset of I am HBIC. Right. right? No, you ain't not anymore. <laughs> Yeah. So, but she goes to go find one Gideon. That's where we are now. Um, she finds her washing clothes. Um, and, and um, you know, not happy about it. washing <laughs> 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 clothes, but, you know, she's trying to learn more from a Gideon. Um, and, and that's the reason why she wants to go talk to her. It's like, you're going to teach me more about how to detect male weaves. I need to get gooder. To get gooder. It's interesting that that's her focus, though. To be able to detect the the source within males, yeah, like you would think that there would have been some indication that Rand kind of no longer needed that, okay. especially not from a, an eye to die. Like he doesn't need somebody who is going to be put under extreme stress finding this information when he's got people that can do it without issue, okay. So that's lack of communication on his part, which we know is kind of a theme here. So mm-hmm. True. And to find her washing clothes is hilarious because we know this woman <laughs> to be a very vain and persnickety person. So yeah. to find her, I'm not going to say humbly washing clothes, but yeah, she's getting oh, to work in. We did skip a whole bunch of stuff between this and that. Okay. Uh, Go back. Well, no, because that was after she got back to her room, after she couldn't find anything else to do. Mogedian was originally washing clothes, and then she went, watched Elaine do her class, got bumped into... Uh, no, you're skipping ahead. Avoiding I said I left and right so she wouldn't have to do her chores. Yeah, you're skipping ahead, though. Yeah. No, it's it's not the same time. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, anywho. Because she finds Mogadine. And then she leaves Mogadine because she finds out that she's not getting Mogadine because mm-hmm. I said I are people too and somebody's getting married and then two people <laughs> are pregnant and I need her to work as hard as she can to wash these clothes because I ain't doing it myself. And if you got lip, then maybe we can put you in here. So the lady that's in charge of the people washing clothes, she shows the correct level of honor to Aes Sedai, knowing that an accepted could just as easily be thrown in there to wash clothes and at her will. Which is hilarious. Mm. I like the fact that there's a little bit of equality there and they can yeah. be just as easily put in their place. It's just the full-on Aes Sedai that have the full-on attitudes and get away with it. So, yeah. and I, Also, at that point, it's like a commune with a bunch of leaders because, I mean, there's a, a shit ton of work that has to be done and Nobody's too good to get their hands dirty and wash some clothes, except the eyes today. Right. Agreed. Yeah. Um, and eventually she leaves all this. I mean, getting past the Mageddon scene. Is there anything else from Mageddon that we're going to talk about before we move to Nynaeve, C. Morel, and following her, and then 
stumbling into Loghain? No, not right now. Okay. So eventually she finds Loghain and surrounded by other Aes Sedai and um, they're kind of drilling on about the story he's telling. And you well, she ha- happens upon Loghain running away right. from responsibility. <laughs> Let, let's be real. Let's paint her, you know, the sure. way she really is, which is a coward. I'm sorry. By now, she should have been antsy about figuring out how to get rid of this block and how mm-hmm. to be useful. And instead, right. she is ditching and dodging the lessons as best she can. So she right. just so happens into a building, turns around, and boom, there's an Aes Sedai in her order, and then a bunch of town folk, high-end town folk, you know, the the, the royalty-ish type. Mm-hmm. And then you have Loghain looking like a god. Like his city royalty. Royalty. Like, he, he's... <laughs> His hair falls down to his shoulders in nice curls, and he's got a devilish grin. He's standing by the fireplace. This is my mind. Standing by the fireplace with a drink in his hand, and he's wooing the people. It was the Reds. They made me do it. They came in the night. They trapped me in my room. They told me that I was to be the one that they chose, and they set me up. Yeah. That's how that went. That was how I read it. Yeah, it was set up. It was a trap. It's a trap. I love how I, I hate and love at the same time. So we could see it going all the way back to the last chapter. The stole was being worn, but there was no blue on it. Correct. Mm-hmm. So in what's her name? Uh, oh, Amberlin's Elida's mind. She annihilates the blue. Mm-hmm. Sure. She or she's rid of them. Right. They're no longer part of the group. And here we can see that the focus is getting rid of the red. Mm-hmm. Now, a house divided is a house conquered. And each one of these colors plays a very specific role. And they're needed for the totality. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I see you doing this, but we still have to have balance. There's got to be balance. I could go on for like six hours with the problems of the White Tower and I said I in general. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. But we got to have balance. Yeah. So for the fact that they're trying to ostracize a specific color. Good word. Is horrible. And yeah. we we see this in our, our current day-to-day. We see this happening. I mean, the one thing we all kind of glazed over did not talk about is our, the current state of our world, we have our own individual lives, but then we can see that the world is quickly going to wherever in, in, in a basket. And we can see people being ostracized left to right for whatever reason. They're from a different culture. They're from a different belief. They're from a different gender or sexuality, or, you know, they believe they should have control over their own bodies. Like... <laughs> Here, we, we can see that politics still plays a big role in, in the most powerful group of people in this world at the moment. Mm-hmm. And how rather than coming together, finding solidarity and finding a purpose greater than themselves, they're willing to ostracize and eliminate an entire group. And it's being done at the whim of one person on each side. Elida mm-hmm. and Loghain were allowing the entire ideas to but be this... manipulated by the will of, of two people. Mind you, they're backed by a ton of people. Well, is it the mm-hmm. whole of the of the of the uh, Saladar 
contingent are backing Loghain on it. So it's not just him. Because they're getting these nobles, minor nobles in just to talk to him. Like, they Correct. are. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm, I, uh, I'm still not sure if, if any of this, or at this point in time, if any of his story is actually real. Oh, no. We know it's not real. Yeah. The Reds had nothing to do with this. Not that way. Did we? Yeah, this is a setup. Like, they, they, they schemed this all up. Yeah. Well, that's what Logan's claiming. No. No, I'm saying Logan schemed this up with oh. Swan. Okay. That's what I thought I read in the last book. <laughs> um, I gotta go back. No, no, I know what you're talking about. Uh, it, yeah, they talked about it a lot, but um, they got the idea from somewhere. <laughs> mm. Oh, I will. I will. I will be Charlie Day for you. Uh, mm. when, when, they were, when they were traveling after they left uh, the White Tower, um, and so they were letting or filling Loghain's head, potentially filling Loghain's head with stories about the Reds and things that they had heard. And in his uh, state of mind, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, probably could be easily swayed that that's actually what happened. Yeah. Yeah. That's or it could be what happened. I'm still yeah. undecided at this point. Yeah. I mean, first first person uh, uh, witnesses aren't always that credible. They've done studies on that, like where they showed a scene of a crime and then, then they interview you. They keep on talking about the guy in the blue shirt and then they go back and interview the person again. It's like, what shirt was the guy wearing? And you saw the guy in real life had a green shirt on, but then you were told when recapping over and over again about a blue shirt. And then when you're asked like a month later, like, yeah, the guy was wearing a blue shirt. Like it's a psychological, like your mind will automatically replace details with whatever you was implanting in your head. Yeah. And they've done studies about this over and over again. Like it's just, it's a very common thing that the human, the human brain wants to do this because it, uh, it, it strives to, to appease and to, and to fit holes. And yeah, anyway, uh, I can go on and on about the human psyche, but, but yeah, so to Chris's point, you know, Swan and Loghain have the conversation about the Reds that might've influenced yeah. how Loghain remembered everything happening too. But it, also there could be some truth in what Loghain's saying as well. Because mm-hmm. yeah. in Loghain's state of mind when he was traveling with Swan, he wasn't really talking to anybody. He might've already had all these thoughts in his head and he's just being grumpy, grumpy Eeyore Loghain. Uh, I hate everything and everybody in the world. And I, ooh, or, ooh, or all of this ooh, actually ooh. happened. We'll wrap we'll up. Read and find out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, so after all this, uh, yeah, ninety bumps into Leanna. Uh, um, I notices hey, and Leanna, you know, does a curtsy and and hurries off. And next thing she knows, she bumps into Sawan, who is arguing with Gareth Bryn. Um, and that's a really short scene, but apparently ninety almost took her head off. Um, took his head almost took his head off. Right, Swan almost took Gareth Brynn's head off. Swan was like, compliment? Yeah. You clearly don't know how to compliment. <laughs> you sitting here calling me like I'm a dog. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a little earned. <laughs> He's like, compliment? You just don't know how to take a compliment, woman. That also place, woman. That, they were both wrong. They were. Yeah. This shirt's yeah. really soft. Thanks for thanks for my laundry, Swan. Shut the fuck up, Gareth. <laughs> oh. That's exactly how I read it too. 
She's just so pissed off. And she probably didn't even do the laundry. She probably had somebody else do it for her and then gave it to her. And then he gave it. She said, like, yeah, uh-huh, and then laughed at him. But instead, she ripped his head off. <sighs> yeah, I mean, it was, it was a little fucked up for him to just be woman. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, he, so he is a hardened warrior who really has never had to compliment a woman. I mean, he's Gareth Brynn. I mean, he he lived in the court. He was effing the queen. Yeah. Like, he was yeah. the man. So you the fact that he known how to talk you, to women. No, no, I, I I beg to differ. I feel like he was the strong and silent type, and now he has to talk to women because instead of just having the queen as beck and call, I think it was the other way around. I want to. Keep, I'm going to put Gareth in a different light. Like I like Gareth, Brennan, so <laughs> he was the strong, silent type who just, you know, everything was up here. He had all the the mental intellect of a hardened warrior, but but lacked in court because warriors don't belong in court. Mm-hmm. And it just so happened that the queen was really into the rough and tough guys. Yeah. And he's, yeah. he's one of the great captains of the world. So Yeah, clearly she likes to be a little bit abuse. I mean, her, her her last boyfriend wasn't that great, so. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then Liana shows up um, saying that, you know, try to talk them out of it. You know, they went listed. Um, got, talked about the wise ones. So lots, lots of talk there. But uh, I think this whole thing just ends up uh, – uh, with Swan leaving, getting upset, and and then he's just kind of trying to pick both their brains. Like, can I study you guys for stilling still? Like, <laughs> guys, I know you guys are all fighting, but can, can I can I still try? She's <laughs> like, you know, you're gonna let me take this moment this afternoon, and I'm gonna learn more because the clue came. I think you're freaked out because I finally figured something out. So she is making some leeway. We don't know what exactly she found out, but she's like. Clearly, you are broken, and there is something that needs to be fixed, and I found a little piece of it. Part of me thinks it just goes back to that whole situation with her putting the IDOM bracelet onto um, Swan's arm. Mm -hmm. The other part is, like, did she discover something else that hasn't been discussed yet? And now we're kind of being led on here and teased a little bit because we know Jordan likes to do that. So Mm -hmm. Such a tease. Such a he really is. He does such a good job too. Yeah. So after all the stilling talk, um, I guess she leaves. Uh, anything from all that before we get to her talking to Uno about you know, think about leaving, running away, and all that fun stuff. <laughs> the idea of her not trying to get past her block. Yeah, that's what's getting. Yeah. Me. Yeah. So they get to that part where she meets uh, talks to Theodrin. Who talks about her block and how she had a block while it's just dealing with, with, with men and how she would get all googly eyes and and that was her her big block and um and and they end up breaking it by getting a woman dressed as a man to come in and flirt with her and once they revealed that it was a woman she was like oh okay I guess I don't know no, she fainted it was <laughs> like oh okay it was a oh shit are you, are you kidding me. So that was a little, I, th- I thought that was, like, that made me giggle just a little bit. <laughs> so kind of taking a step back a little bit and looking at the whole, maybe I'll leave, maybe I'll go to Rand and nobody will be upset at me for that. 
I'm not an Aes Sedai yet. We're not at the tower. They can't hold me to vows because I'm not a full Aes Sedai and they're not the tower. All of the just negativity and then the lack of belief in the people she's around, like to call them out. They're not at the tower. They're not in control. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, but these are the people that you're hoping will help Rand to conquer the world. Well, not conquer, save the world. Yeah. And you want to run from it. Nynaeve has definitely been knocked down a few notches for me because at the beginning of the series, she was a favorite character. Not Mm -hmm. my number one, but definitely in my top three. Okay. You've knocked her down down a few notches at this point? Yeah, I'm not saying she's not going to return. I feel like when she gets her powers and she gains some confidence and do some amazing things, but the fact that she's willing to run from her friend's for the sake of avoidance that bothers mm-hmm. me a little bit. Yeah. So what do you think also about Theodrin? Um, you know, obviously she hasn't been raised to the shawl because they're not raising any ice and I up, but they say she's kind of in between. Um, you well, know, I where mean, they're, they're not in the tower, they don't have the rod. So they to do the oaths. So they're not raising ice and I here. That's what's going to say. You can't really claim to be a full ice and I if you're not fully committed. Sure. So they're doing the best job they can with what they have. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, w- I don't think it's, she's not fully committed. It's just, they don't like, like Alan said, they don't have the tools to, to do it properly. So they're well, in my mind, that's fully commitment because oh, then gotcha. you're bound by magic. That's fair. To find better ways to lie. Steed and shield. <laughs> yeah, sure. There was yeah. 151 in that cup. So I'm starting to fill it now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one fifty one is always a dangerous thing. Dark play, play with fire, there, man. Play with fire. Yeah, yeah I'm actually uh been drinking these uh these these lime margaritas. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, they're they're not real margaritas. They're uh, done by Devil's Backbone, which is uh, okay. Uh, Local which used well, it used to be. It still no, is, I guess. No free. In, yeah, they used to be brewed in Charlottesville, but they got bought by Anheuser-Busch. So I, I don't know, know that. Yeah, they're owned by InBev. Um, uh, I, I don't know if I consider them local anymore. Okay. Yeah, it's it's actually a really big thing because uh, like so I talked to a couple of local brewers about it. So Devil's Backbone is one of the largest uh, microbrewers in the state of Virginia, yeah. and they actually f- founded the uh, Virginia Microbrewers uh, like association, where like all the microbrewers kind of clomp together to to try to like promote their beers and. And things like that. And uh, part of their bylaws was that none of the big guys, Miller or InBev or anything like that, was allowed to join this club. I mean, it was just like this one conglomerate of just you had to be microbrews. And when Devil's Backbone sold to InBev, like they showed up to the next meeting and all of them were like, you're not in our club anymore. You can't be here. <laughs> like, it's oh. like, but I, but I started the club. Like, yeah, you made the rules too, but you made the rules too. <laughs> like it's you're possible. not in it anymore. Bye. If that's the point of starting a microbrewery than to get bought out by a big company. Then what's the fucking point? Uh, that, yeah. Make your money, homie. Yeah. yeah. They, they made theirs. That's for sure. Um, so, but anyway, um, yeah, she's cool. Yeah. Theodrin's cool. The, the, the agent's cool. Theodrin. The, the um, so yeah, and then after that, Nynaeve goes back to her room to lie down. Emma Gideon immediately burst in, complaining. And this is when they had to talk about mail channeling. I I jumped the gun on that a little bit, but still, 
got ahead of myself. But we've already talked about all that. Where you know, wanted to learn about mail mail channeling, and as they're they're practicing, that's when Elaine comes in. I was like, "Did you hear? Did you hear? They have an emissary from the White Towers here." Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> and they're like, and they start speculating immediately. Like, do you think they'll go back to the White Tower? Do you think they're gonna, you know, hell yeah, go on their knees back? You know, I, that you know. Here's my thing. Ooh. You really shoehorned that one in, huh? <laughs> she did. <laughs> I really do think that the women that are in charge will go back. They have now like experienced some hardship. They've been in a dream where they almost died. They know that there's a power greater than theirs coming at them. Mm-hmm. The last thing they want is to be alone in this. And the idea of just trusting Rand, I think, would probably freak them out a lot. Okay. And we kind of need them to come back together. And they, they had that night that nightmare situation literally last night. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. And so need, fresh on their minds. We need them to come back together. That way we can have one of our Edmonds Fielder kind of take over the whole of the Aes Sedai. Right now, you're looking at a third here, a third there, and then a third just kind of floating out in the world. Undecided. Yeah. So, fun times. That's how we end this chapter with them finding out the emissary is coming and dun dun dun. Dun The end. I really hate that. That was definitely one of those moments where I was like, I just want to keep listening. I really, really could skip ahead and Alan wouldn't know. Yeah. Well, the next chapter switches point of views to Page and Niall. So, give you that little tidbit <laughs> so it's like you're not even we're not even there anymore so you're not gonna learn anything else <laughs> when am i getting a parent episode i need you to go to the the spreadsheet on high and find out when i'm getting my parent meets his father-in-law chapter <laughs> when you get the next parent I, I, I mean parent is in this book but i'm not sure when it is i think it might be a while i'll um, take the fact that he's in it for 100 Let's see. I'm, I'm skipping uh, ahead, or I'm looking. I'm, ahead. I'm, I'm looking. I know he's in this chapter because, or in this book. Um, <laughs> it's not for a while though. I can tell that. <laughs> I still haven't hit a parent chapter yet. Um, you got awkward silence now. Up oh, there it is. So next parent chapter is chapter forty-five. <laughs> oh, we'll be we'll be at Christmas almost. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we will that? be like Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's yeah. Um, it's it's somewhere near Thanksgiving. We don't. Uh, end um, year, right? I, I can I can tell you. Uh, no, no, it's 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 in the fall when we finish this book. Uh, chapter forty five will be in the fall. It'll be October. You did take into account like a whole honeymoon and everything for a wedding, right? Yeah, I mean it's probably October, November. I mean, we're finishing the book probably at December. the end of, at the, just December, yeah. Y'all, Chanel's like, I so want to talk to you about the book. I'm like, how far is she? Yeah. She finished. She's in the next book. Half oh, she, through. Oh, she's yeah. already finished this book. That's on her to to, to read ahead or for reading ahead. I mean. Like Sorry, I need to remind her that there's a whole Discord channel with a whole slew of people that would love to have a conversation with her. Heck yeah, we would. Mm-hmm. 
but mm-hmm. she is plowing through and she's not reading every day, but when she does read, it's like she reads get out of my way. Yeah. Well, you gotta get her on Mistborn and stuff like that. That way get have her take a break. Uh, nope. on. I want to get ahead of her before I turn her on to anything else. I need to be like two books in because <laughs> you know, she's, at, she's at work with the books playing in the background because there's nobody to bother her. All that type of good stuff. Uh-uh. That's, yeah. that's, that's what I do usually. So, so anything that we missed from these chapters? I mean, the second chapter wasn't much. I mean, the first chapter had that, that big nightmare scene, which is fun. But uh, other than that, uh, not much. So what do you think Dimitri was doing? I know what Dimitri was doing. What was he looking for? What do you think? What do you think Dimitri was doing? I've already told you. I think he's I haven't been drinking. A... You're not gonna he, eat like that, buddy. He's looking for a seal, like like all like one of those guys. Like okay. Okay. he's trying to pull pull one of those out. He's going straight he's shamu, trying to be yeah. a orca. orca. <laughs> Take that seal. Something, to, something, to, something to do with being nabes. Yeah, nabeless. Good old nubbles. Um, yeah. What's your favorite character? I'm gonna give it. Uh, this is really cheesy. I'm gonna give it to Elaine this go around for okay. for yeah. for valor and and courage in the face of danger. That and the ten points to Gryffindor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, because. Yeah. Everybody else in there would have died. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she could have stayed out and let she it happen. Did. Told you so. Yeah. Now, if I were to give it to anybody else, it would probably have to be nobody's that deserving. Really. Swan and Leanne for just putting up that front the entire time. <sighs> I agree with that. Like, I was thinking Swan just because she's clearly still controlling things from the background. She's got enough of a grip on everybody. Where she's making stuff happen. Mm-hmm. So, and I really hope she gets her powers back. Beyond hope. I don't want her to become Armalyn again. I don't think that's in her future. For Swan, yeah. But I hope she at least gets the ability to, to do, if nothing else, some small stuff. Light a, fire, light a fire with a snap or make a flower grow or, you know, mm-hmm. enough to keep her alive. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, um, we have some pretty explosive chapters coming out. The next uh, a, a big a big event happens in the next two chapters. So I'll, I'll read those mm-hmm. chapter titles for you. Um, controversial, definitely. Um, and the chapter titles are plans and a sane in the borderlands. And and that second chapter is where something happens. That's oh what in the borderlands? A sane, a sane. There's a saying. A phrase. A, a phrase. Phrase. A saying. A saying. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Interesting. Yeah. Do we have like a, a land chapter coming up? I, I, I don't think it lands in those. Oh. I'm going to use the borderlands. So I was kind of hoping. What happened to him, by the way? Like, I know he's supposed to be going to the eyes to die. He's connected to now. He's filling the pool. Mm-hmm. But. Who, but in my mind, I'm wondering whether or not Moraine tricked him. Like, <laughs> says she's sending him to one person. It's so a long way for him to walk to wherever she, uh, she's going to Morel. And Morel's yeah, there in Celadar. Morel's right? in Celadar. Maybe he's not really connected to her. Maybe she actually connected him to someone else. Someone else. 
all Land knows at this point is the I'm I'm attached to this new person now. I gotta go. Yeah. yeah. So I go. I think he's gonna end up with Nynaeve. Okay. Cool. Cool. Sure. We'll give him a happy ending. <laughs> sure. So what does a happy ending for Land look like? Real quick. <laughs> It's very stone faced. <laughs> There's no a, lot of, a lot of pulling of a braid, a lot of. <laughs> oh, we're just going straight there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Wait until you read a new spring. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I want to say he finds his lost family member, finds out there's still a few more people alive, and they start to rebuild. Ah, the rebuilding of uh, a Malkir. Yeah. Okay. I like it. I like that. I like that. Sounds like a happy ending for sure. He becomes king and he has his queen at his side. Does it pull the fool on Aragorn? Yeah. uh, Try the king. Yeah. Why not? I mean, they they definitely get influence or Jordan definitely got some influence from Lord of the Rings. So why not? Every fantasy author has been influenced by Lord of the Rings in the Will of Time at all. Every fantasy authors are influenced by Lord of the Rings uh, by Tolkien. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's people always say like, "Oh, it's just uh, Lord of the Rings." Every fantasy is influenced by yeah. Lord of the Rings, and Lord of the Rings was awesome. Give me yeah. more, please. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> exactly. So good times. Um, so yeah, those are our next two chapters. Um, gonna be a lot of fun. Like I said, next week we are recording with Goldie Thoughts. So um, our Jen from Goldie Thoughts, and um, it's a. Uh, Sure to be a good episode. All right. So, um, anything else before I wrap up? No. All right. So, until next year. Well, how can we be found? Oh, yeah. That, the thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we can be found at the Wheel Reads on all the fun places like TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all those places. We give giveaways everywhere. So, if you haven't gone check it, there's giveaways running right now. Go like things to win stuff. So, you can win things. Um, we are gonna. We just did last weekend. We did a lot of fortune. Uh, if you guys missed that, go check it out. It's still on our YouTube. You can still watch it. It was a ton of fun. So much fun. Uh, so much fun. Um, we had the way the leaf on. Uh, Chris, you can go watch it. It's not spoilery. It's, okay. It's a. It's a. It was a ton of fun doing doing the lot of fortune. Um, and, and we're gonna continue to do those. I am in the process of nailing down our contestants for next time. Uh, that we do that, and that will be towards the end of July. Um, but already have um, uh, people have asked, so I'm waiting to hear back to get. Let me know when you have a weekend that you need somebody else. If Chanel wants to participate, yeah, we could have Chanel for for one of those. Ooh, yeah. portions that'd be fun. Chris and Chanel, Ian and uh, oh, I lost. Well, Ian, Ian's already been a contestant, so yes. I'd find someone else. It was, oh, no, was no, no. game, anyways. Uh, it's, yeah, we'll have Ian. We'll, we'll do Chris and Chanel and someone else. How about yeah. that? We'll just we can have four. We can have four. Good point. Good two other people. Well, we'll figure it out. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll do so. But I've already asked someone for this for, for July month, maybe August month. Yeah. Um, because I'm trying to do this once a month. But yeah, so more stuff coming on the YouTube. I mean, obviously we're doing these live on YouTube too, doing the game show. I'm trying to come up with more live stuff, uh, and trying to get away from just making standalone videos, just because one I don't like editing them, uh, and doing them because it's a pain in my butt and it takes too much time. And I don't like it. So if you don't like it, I'm not going to do it. Um, so <laughs> that's what it comes down to. Uh, I did like one. I started, re- you know, and I was like, I don't like doing this. Um, so that's why I stopped doing it beforehand. <laughs> so I might try to find more live content to do. Uh, 
but if not, that's fine too. Uh, it might just be game show and podcast for the time being. If you guys have ideas for the YouTube channel, feel free to let me know. Uh, we have an ideas section on our Discord. So feel free to write ideas there. Uh, just join our Discord. Uh, you can find links to that from thewearyreads.com, uh, where you can find links to our merchandise. We sell everything from baby clothes to frosty mugs to shot glasses. So literally from infancy to getting drunk as an adult, hopefully. Because <laughs> um, we do not condone underage drinking. Yeah, there you go. Dope. Um, boom. Yay. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. So if, if, if people want more... Is Sanderson? You know, won- that's, oh wow, you got that one too. I won Ooh. this one. Yeah, I need to get that. I win a lot. I gotta go. stop entering. <laughs> yeah, you know we could, we could do like some some bi-weekly Sanderson if we need to. Let's put it to a vote and see if people actually listen. Uh, if you, we'll yeah, if you want to do some live uh, some live Sanderson stuff, we can start doing some. I, I'm all for Sanderson stuff. I, I have been debating on starting a reread of Mistborn, so I'm in. Yeah, I mean, we don't think we only do the whole chapter by chapter thing like we do here. No, like, we can break yeah. it down. Like we can just they're broken. They're broken up into five parts. So they are. Yeah, do. Yeah, we, every part, yeah. I mean, we can, I can make that happen. We get fun. I'm almost done reading the Expense series. I am on the last book. I have about six hours left of uh, Leviathan Falls, uh, the final book. So once I'm done with that, um, I was going to move to American Gods, but I could take a this. I loved American Gods. That was yeah, great. I could take a detour back to uh, Sanderson, uh, especially. It'd be nice to refresher and go back to the Mistborn since uh, I guess the next year the new Mistborn is coming out. This uh, I think it's the end of like November of November this year. Yeah, it might. Be yeah, because it, because he puts out more of um, the other one next year. Darn, it already left my mind. Stormlight. Time. Yeah, I, no, yeah Stormlight, Stormlight. The next Stormlight's a ways away. Yeah. Um, but he no, has from the uh, Cytonic, um from. Uh, Skyward? Skyward, yeah. That comes out in 2023. But then he also has the secret novels coming out. Um, There's like four of those coming out next year. Um, This man writes way too much. He must have like a lot of friends writing with him. No. 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 His schedule, (laughs) he's posted his daily schedule. It's insane. It's insane. He writes, and he writes live. He does it on his YouTube. Um, He has a YouTube station. I know, write live. Um, It's in, it's in, it's amazing to watch. He puts background music, like some little, like, you know, like chill techno in the background. Yeah. And he, and he'll write live, um, on YouTube, which like is my mind awesome. can't hold that much. <laughs> like for real, I can't hold that much thought. It's, it's insane. Uh, that guy is just a machine. Um, but yeah, that's, that's Henderson. So, um, yeah, I, I might do American gods and do this part at the same time. I, I, I can do all of it. It's okay. Um, but I do want to go back and reread the Mistborns. I did finish Air Two, but at least caught up to where we are. Yeah, um, we're not Air Two's not over yet. There's there's Air Three's already announced, right? I don't know about officially, but it, I mean, it, there's always been like that. That was always in the plan. Yeah, I think. Well, yeah, I thought he in an interview talked about. Like, I don't. I, I don't really keep up <laughs> with all that much news from him. I just kind of what I see, I pick up. Yeah, because Air Three. From like, this could have been just speculation from someone else because Eric wants, of course, medieval times. It's not giving away any plot. Eric two is like Midwest, like industrial revolutionary times. Yeah, um, it's, it's like like Wild West, kind Wild of. West kind of yeah. uh, times. And then 
because hundreds of years in the future. And then someone said Air 3 is going to be like space race. space race. Yeah. That's what I hear. That's what I heard. That's, yeah, that's what I've heard too. So I just like, I liked how they, with the, the, the magic system from the original Mistborn trilogy, how that factors in to Era 2 along with the new technologies. Well, yeah. I mean, you have all the Mistborn magic with guns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, Chris, did you hear that? Yes, what you have to look forward to. Don't they it's have cars? What? Don't they have cars too? Like they cars and trains? Cars. I think so, yeah. But yeah, it's um, yeah, they, yeah, they have trains. Yeah, definitely yeah. trains. So it's like Midwest. Yeah, they're trains okay. and guns <laughs> with Mistborn magic. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much fun. No, imagine imagine Mistborn magic in the future. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's really fun. Um so anyways, we, um we've deviated. We've deviated. So back to yeah, check us out on our website. Uh like us on all everywhere, subscribe. Don't forget to subscribe here, like us, and that's all I got for this week. So Jake or Ian. Until next time. Peace. Okay, bye. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed the show and thank you for listening to the Wheel Reads. See y'all next time.